Hello, everyone. This is Scott Law. Thanks for joining us today. Terry Law, Scott's dad, and uh, we're excited about this opportunity to talk. Absolutely. The dynamic duo here. Glad that you can tune in. We want to talk about the children of Israel today uh, who faced a hopeless situation. Dad, why don't you jump in? Let's talk about Elisha. Okay. Uh, uh, There are several stories in the Bible over the Old Testament that are uh, tremendous in their impact and, and the insight that God gave to his people. But one story that I love, I used to preach about it a lot, is about Elisha and Gehazi. Elijah, Elisha was the prophet in Israel, and he had a tremendous gift of prophecy operating in his life and ministry. And uh, the king of Syria was planning to conquer Israel, but every time they came with plans to conquer Israel, God would speak to Elisha ahead of time and tell them what was coming, where to be, and how to intercept the Syrians. The head of the Syrian host got very upset. He thought there was a spy in the camp. He says, come on, who is it that's telling all of my secret plans to the king of Israel? How come he knows every time we're going to show up and where we're going to be? And there was a little girl in the, in the palace that said, hey, there's a prophet in Israel by the name of Elisha. He hears what you say in your bedchamber. <laughs> That's pretty graphic. He hears what you say in your bedchamber. He knows what your plans are before you've even made up your own mind. If you're going to conquer Israel, you better do something about that prophet. So uh, the king of Syria says, come on, guys, let's go and get Elisha. Oh, where is he? And someone says, well, Elisha is staying in the, in the town of Dothan. So that night they send in an army of Syrian soldiers, and they surround the town that, where Elisha and Gehazi are dwelling. Gehazi gets up first, first thing in the morning, and he looks out, and behold, the whole valley is filled with Syrian troops. And he's frantic. He shouts, Elisha, Elisha, wake up. What are we going to do? Look at the enemy that has come against us. And Elisha is absolutely calm. He's a man of God. He's the prophet. And he puts his hand on Gehazi's shoulder says, hey, don't worry about it, Gehazi. And then he prays a prayer. He says, God, I want you to open the eyes of Gehazi and show him what is really going on here in this valley. And all of a sudden, God turns on the cameras for uh, Gehazi, and instantly he sees into the spiritual realm. He sees the horses and the chariots and the armies of God, the angels, and all of those who are there to protect he and Elisha. They are gathered in the valley around about the Syrian troops. I love what Elisha says to Gehazi. Uh, They that are be with us, are more than they that be with them. (laughs) And friend, I can tell you in America right now, with all the junk that's going on and the things that appear to be going against you, allow the Holy Spirit to open your eyes and get a glimpse, a spiritual glimpse of the way God sees our situation. And I'll tell you one thing, they that be with us, in terms of uh, God's angels and the all the blessings that God has for us, those things that are be with us are more than they that be with them. The enemy's not going to win. Excuse me, we are going to win. But again, 
everything depends on what you see. Exactly. You know, real quick, Dad, this uh, passage of Scripture that talks about the supernatural and having your eyes open into it, really, to discerning mm. of spirits, that's something we're going to get into later um, in, on this podcast, talking about seeing through God's eyes, spiritual eyes, and mm. seeing into the supernatural, um, seeing angels and seeing demons and exactly. seeing all that. We're going to be talking about that, things that we've seen and things that uh, other ministers and and friends and colleagues have seen as well. And and why I'm saying that is that, that these stories don't just exist 2,000, 3,000, 5,000 years ago. Mm. These stories, what happens? God doesn't change as we talked about in the, uh, the last episode. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so his love of the supernatural, he is by nature a supernatural being. And we, you know, none of us have seen God, but we've seen the hand of God at work in our lives. We've seen supernatural healing, supernatural provision, and so this discussion of angels uh, is mm. something we're going to get into. You've written a wonderful mm. book on angels, mm. and we're going to talk about that in the future, but I just wanted to throw that out there. You, you know everyone. what's so sad, Scott, about the program, the last program we did about the children of Israel when the 12 spies went in to look out there to search out the land. When the 10 spies came back and said, we only saw giants and we were like grasshoppers, that was the the problem of, of glasses, the glasses they were looking through. It was the, the paradigm that they had adopted for their lives. And so many people are like that. They put on those glasses every day. And what we're trying to tell you through this program is that God has glasses, the hope glasses that are a gift to you from the Holy Spirit, and he encourages us every day to put on the glasses. Paul said it, you know, he said in 2 Corinthians 5, 7, for we walk by faith, not by sight. Now, what he's saying there is we do walk by sight, but it's godly sight. It's God, the way God sees it and not the way mankind sees it. And I, I like that interpretation. Mm, that's you were good. Say. Yeah, it was just, you know, Gehazi is really another type and shadow of this children of Israel. And the last story we talked about in this one, mm-hmm. he, he saw reality. Oh no, my Lord, what shall we do? Mm-hmm. I see thousands. Of, uh, he does not, he accepts reality. He looks at reality and he says, but that's all he saw. Mm-hmm. It was the eyes of despair. And all of us have Gehazi in us. We mm-hmm. all have the ability mm-hmm. simply to look at a situation and go, oh snap, <laughs> this is a whack situation. What mm-hmm. am I going to do? And that's the eyes of despair. That's the glasses of right. despair. And, and Elisha has the glasses of hope. And he, he says right back, don't be afraid. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. You know, the world today has a statement, Scott, and people say it often. They love to say, seeing is believing. You show me something, and I'm uh, from Missouri, and I've got to be shown. And I won't believe show something. Me say that. <laughs> I, I won't believe anything that I can't see. Yeah. But the Bible says, and, and this is your favorite verse that you said on despair, uh, I would have despaired, says uh, David the psalmist, unless I had believed that I would see. I had to believe first, mm-hmm. and after I believed first, then I saw mm-hmm. the goodness of the Lord. You can't see the goodness of the Lord first if you're living in despair. You've got to make a decision to move away from the despair, stop this despair Put the glasses of hope on and start looking with new perception totally. That's beautiful. It, it really, that scripture right there, I believe it's Psalms 27, 13, really is a definitive scripture on hope. Mm. So 
I would have despaired. So in other words, you will despair if you choose not to believe that God's goodness can come into your life in this land of the living. Amen. And so that is despair. And, and you know what? Today, we can choose just like David. David was a man after God's own heart. We are to follow after him. Mm. And we can choose today. Again, just like Elisha said to Gehazi, Elisha prayed in Second uh, Kings 6.17. He says, open his eyes. He's talking about Gehazi. Open his li- eyes, Lord, so that he may see. Then the Lord opened Gehazi's eyes, and he looked, and he saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. Mm. May it be that God opens all of your eyes. Right. Eyes of hope, his eyes, in any situation you're facing, just like Elisha prayed, and God opened the eyes of Gehazi to see something different than what was there in the natural. Right. And, you know, all of this is subject to change. Uh, I talked about seed time and harvest, the spiritual law of change, birth and death, war and peace, revival, apostasy, uh, the change going on in your in your life, the very changes you're looking at now, maybe the giants that you're facing. But the fact of life is this. You know, a couple of years ago, I, I buried my mother in Medicine Hat, Alberta. She lived to a, a ripe old age of 93 years of age. <laughs> uh, a, a godly woman raised her children in the ways of the Lord. But then again, the same year, about four months later, I dedicated a new baby, child, to my niece, Lorian, my sister's daughter. That's life. Life is always changing. My mother goes, uh, a new life comes Mm. uh, into being in the world. Mm. And, uh, you know, God changes things, and he changes seasons. That's his time. That is his plan. And what we see is changing. But, you know, it's changing for good. It's changing the way you want to look at it. You can either look at grasshoppers, you can look at giants, or you can look at God. And I've made my choice. As, as uh, uh, Joshua said to the children <laughs> of Israel, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. We will serve the Lord. Amen. Here's the issue. God requires you to see the things that are coming. That is a prophetic word. The Bible says about the sons of Issachar had an understanding of the times, so they Mm. knew what Israel ought to do, and that's what the church does. When I I told 5,000 pastors in the Maybe Center here in Tulsa that revival was coming to Russia, I don't think most of them believed me. That was in 1987. Right. When the wall came down. That was two years later. The Mormons were ready. Three years later. The the Mormons had... uh, millions of dollars to spend on the Book of Mormon to to give to Russian people. Mm. The, the church wasn't ready for the Bible. When we began to move, it was amazing. We God gave us, what, five million Bibles to give out in Russia, and we, we saw tremendous things happen. But God is depending on the prophetic word coming to the church, and he's asking you and me to see as we gaze at the coronavirus, as we gaze at financial collapse and look at everything else, what is the emerging hand of God saying here? What is God about to do here? And when you get a hold of hope, you start seeing the good things that are coming down the road. Praise Mm. the Lord. After each major calamity or pandemic in the world, there's always been a move of God. 
in a, in a part of the world, right. right, Dad? Right. We can go back. We can go back to World War II. We can go back to the 50s and 60s and 70s, and we can talk about the move of God in South America, mm. in Africa, Russia, in mm. the 80s, and then in the 90s, and then China and Asia. There's always been something that's happened, and there's a move of God. God's not surprised. Mm. <laughs> he didn't go, oh, no. I didn't see this coming. Now right. what do I got to do? I got to come up with a plan to solve <laughs> this and calamity. You, you know, what we're looking at right now is the renaissance is probably the best word of Islam. Islam is like a giant. People are realizing for the first time what a spiritual enemy it is to us. Mm. We've sent our soldiers to, to, to fight it and to stop it. And a lot of folk think that uh, Islam is going to take the uh, preeminence in our world going forward. Uh Uh-uh. I'm telling you here and now, God is going to raise up a standard against Islam. And if there were any group of people in the world that need to know and hear about Jesus, it's Muslims. 1.6 billion of them on the planet. And God is in the middle of showing something to them unlike things they've never seen. They are his children. Yeah, they are sinners, just like we all were. And God wants to reach them. Amen. And he's going to do it. I attended the Billy Graham Congress on Evangelism in Cape Town in 2010. And the primary verse of that entire conference was Matthew 24, 14. This gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness to every ethnic group. And then the end shall come. Do you know there's only one verse in the Bible that has that phrase in it? And then the end shall come? It's this one. This gospel must be preached in all the world for a witness unto every nation or ethnic group. And then the end shall come. God's not done yet. He's in the middle. And uh, we're about to see a mighty explosion of the power of God. That's the message. What are you looking at? What are you seeing? Mm. Put on the glasses, the eyes of hope. That's our message. And that's what God is speaking to the nation, speaking it to the church, particularly the church. Let's put on the glasses of hope and catch a glimpse of the good things, the revival from God that's coming, Mm. the revival that is going to shake the Muslim empire. It's on the way. Let's get in touch with God and let's move with him. Don't look at the giants. Don't see yourself as grasshoppers. Let's look at God and say, God, move. We're ready for it in Jesus' name. What if giants are in your life for you to turn your eyes to to Christ? What if giants are there really as a challenge to say, hey, what are you going to do? Are you going to look to yourself? Are you going to look to your family? Are you going to look to your bank account, you can look to your boss, your president, your mayor, your governor, or are you going to look to God? Mm. What, if, what if the giants are there really to put in, be put in our path to, to turn us away from the despairing situation that you see in front of you and turn, fall on your knees and turn to God and trust that he is going to bring you in and through these situations. You know, we all face challenges every day. We all have challenges. Far beyond Corona. I'm reminded of that song by Andre Crouch, Through It All. Mm. If we'd never had a problem, we'd never know that God could solve them. We'd never know what faith in God's Word can do. We took Andre to South Africa many years ago, and 
had a tremendous series of meetings across the country, but well, we want to leave you with that thought. I thank God for the mountains. I thank Him for the valleys. I thank Him for the storms He's brought me through. For if I'd never had a problem, I'd never know that God could solve them. I'd never know what faith in His Word could do through it all. That's good stuff, Dad. Any, any parting shots? Is that it? No, that's it. I think Andre's words say what we need to hear right now. Through it all. Through it all. Amen. Through it all, we have hope. No matter what is lying ahead of you, we have hope. Choose hope today. Grace and peace on you all, and we will be talking to you soon. Take care. Thank you for listening today to the Conversations Podcast with Terry Law and Scott Law. We hope you enjoyed it. This podcast has been brought to you by our sponsor, Terry Law Speaks. Go to terrylawspeaks.com if you'd like to book Terry to speak at your church or special event. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and many of the other major podcast platforms. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We'll see you next time as we continue to share the love and grace of God with you and with those who've yet to hear.